Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you. Those of you that work so hard for your money. You want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now so you can live that life that you love with those you love. Most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, it's about living a rich life because as you are blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. Thank you so much for tuning in today, allowing me to create a ripple effect through you because honestly, we could not do it. In fact, just as a note, for those of you that don't know, a few weeks ago, we actually broke the 1 million download mark on iTunes and other platforms that are on the Audible side, not to mention, of course, thousands of other views that we've had from YouTube and everything else. So guys, thank you so much because we could not spread this message and bless more lives if it weren't for you. So thank you so much for doing that. As a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, go to our website, moneyripples.com. Go check out the passive income calculator now. How much passive income can you create in the next 12 months? That's what it'll show you. You just put in a few little numbers in the calculation. It'll give you a pretty accurate number of how much money you can do. Definitely check that out because it's so important to know that you guys can create cash flow even despite everything going on in the markets today. There are opportunities and they're abundant, especially for those of us that know where to look. So check that out now. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money, too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. Okay, guys, so many people have been talking about bank failures. Of course, we had the big one, Silicon Valley Bank, which is the second largest bank failure in history, right? Biggest one. This is about as big of news as Lehman Brothers and all those kind of things. But it's not just them. We had Signature Bank closed down. We even had Silvergate. All this has come out within about a week's period of time. It makes you wonder how many more banks start to fail. And as a result, I've seen the banks emailing me saying, holy cow, Guys, we're safe. We're not them. Don't worry. I know one of the banks I bank with was actually mentioned because they're in the western part of the United States. They're a regional bank and people worried. The thing is that there's some different factors here. And the number one thing that people always ask me is, okay, if not in the bank, where? Because I know many of you guys have been sitting on cash lately and this should make you nervous, rightfully. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be a massive bank failure everywhere left and right. I don't say that's going to be the case, but I do think it gives you good cause to be concerned. Because even with Silicon Valley Bank, they seemed great on their balance sheet for a while. But until their bonds and their treasuries, they started losing money. They didn't have enough cash to be able to offset that because they weren't doing enough risk management. You can't control what the bank does. You don't know how they're doing things. You don't know where they're investing money. And I'm telling you, 
I think even on the loan side, you're going to start to see more and more delinquencies happening over these coming years. I already talked about the credit card debacle, right? That's coming up. I'm telling you guys, there's going to be more and more of this happening with banks. More banks are going to be in trouble. So where do you save it? Now, I'm not going to try to make it seem like I'm a broken record here, but here's what I'm doing with my money. Here's how I'm keeping myself safe from bank failures. Now, I still use banks for money, right? I still have it for quick liquidity, quick cash, but I'm definitely not keeping more than a couple hundred thousand in any particular bank. I do want to make sure I'm below the FDIC FDIC requirement. Where I am putting the lion's share of my money is not there. And now, of course, I'm investing my money. Yes, I'm doing that too. But the money I have in cash and reserves, both for my emergency fund, as well as for money that I'm holding on to, to be able to make better investments as time goes on, especially because I know that there's some better opportunities coming really quickly down the road here in 2023. I'm keeping most of mine in my life insurance policy. I know I've said that before, and I know I keep hitting on this again and again. But guys, there are many points I've said on the show I've hit on again and again. For example, the stock market sucks and it's not done going down. But I can assure you that there are several of you, just it might be the minority of you, but there are probably several of you that still have money in the stock market now thinking, well, it might come back up. Guess what? This is not a newsflash here. I've been saying it for a while. This is not a good time to be in the stock market. In fact, the stock market is about the same valuation as it wasn't before Y2K in 1929 before the Great Depression, yet people keep their money in the stock market. Banks, no different. Banks have been known to fail, but life insurance companies have not. And then the rare situations that the insurance companies do happen to become insolvent, they have what's called reinsurance to back them up, which is better than FDIC. Understand the FDIC's cash reserves. You, you do understand that there's barely enough in there to cover what was just at Silicon Valley Bank. There was not much more in reserves in the FDIC. This means that there's more bank failures, even though they said it's not coming out of our pockets as taxpayers, it will be. Okay. This is just the cream of the crop. The canary has died in the coal mine. The question is, will you get out? I'm keeping my money and I've been preparing for this for years, keeping it more in the life insurance. Now I'm not just doing that because it is 100% protected from lawsuits and creditors where my bank money is not. Lawsuits and creditors can get to my bank money anytime they want. My life insurance is protected 100%. Reason number one. Number two, that reinsurance companies, all insurance companies are required to buy insurance on themselves. They put their money into that fund. And what they're doing is that they put in these reinsurance companies that are global insurance companies protecting in case they go under. Here's what happens. Even in the rare case that insurance companies do go under, what happens is that the reinsurance company steps in to make sure that people's cash value is safe and their death benefits are safe. On top of that, they step in just long enough for another insurance company to come in and buy them up which has happened in 100% of the cases. Reinsurance companies usually don't have to take them over. Some other insurance company gobbles them up and says, I'll take that book of business. Thank you very much. So insurance companies have got each other's backs. They're very tightly knit that way. Where the banking industry, although they're not horrible, right? They've done a good job overall, but still there's some weaknesses. Here's the third point. So I already mentioned that number one is that these companies are do have reinsurance. Two, and they are protected from lost creditors. What they have is what they have to use, whether it's to invest, to save, or whatever they're doing, that's it. All right, so here's the three big reasons why it's safer to put this money in here. One is that I'm protected from lawsuits and creditors. My money is safe. Not to mention I'm earning a better return than the bank will pay me anyways. Two, reinsurance companies back them up and other insurance companies in the industry back them up. And then three, they cannot over leverage their money. They cannot lend out more money than what they have. They're not doing that. They are investing exactly the money that's under their control. This makes them a safer bet in all conditions. And especially with insurance companies that I look at, we want to make sure you have 
insurance companies that are one, they're mutual, not stock companies because you get paid a little bit better that way. But then two, a big reason is if you look at any type of depression, recession, wars or anything else, companies that have been paying for at least a hundred years straight dividends, they've never stopped paying dividends are the ones I tend to trust. There's not that many out there. You got the big ones like Northwestern, New York Life. They've been pretty good. Although sometimes they've been a little bit off. But you also have Guardian, Mass Mutual, Penn Mutual, all companies that we leverage and use ourselves too. Penn Mutual, this one that we've used a lot, they've paid for 170, going on now, 176 years straight. Always paid a dividend ever since they started in 1847. Guys, that's nearly two centuries worth of paying out dividends. Banks can't claim that. Heck, in the last Great Depression, the real big Great Depression, banks, about 50% of them failed. That hasn't happened in the insurance industry. It hasn't been that rampant because, again, banks often will go through their own waves. And if they don't manage risk, they go and they gamble their money in places they shouldn't be. They're going and buying those mortgage-backed securities that maybe were a little bit too risky at the time, like subprime lending, for example. They go and they leverage things like treasury bills or bonds. Things that can still lose money, even though they usually don't, they can still lose money. And if they're, of course, over leveraging the money that they have, this puts them in a big crisis. You're not going to see that with insurance company. So strategy wise, what I've done is I keep, like I said, maybe tens of thousands of dollars in different bank accounts. That's it. But then I'm keeping hundreds of thousands of dollars inside my life insurance policy. That's where I store my money. And I know we have other uh, episodes coming out here too, where we talk about how banks have been doing this for years. In fact, banks have been doing that to weather their own storms by buying life insurance for themselves, <laughs> actually investing in these infinite banking type of concept in their own banks. It's called BOLI, bank-owned life insurance. They actually buy it for themselves. So if even the banks that have known how to weather the storm over the years, putting a significant amount of their cash into life insurance, why shouldn't we as well? This is why that, yes, I still go to invest my money. The majority of my money still goes to investing and creating passive income. Hey, my money goes in this business too. But when I'm keeping reserves, when I'm keeping money, and even for generational wealth, I'm keeping it more inside these life insurance policies. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not leveraging my life insurance policies to go and borrow from them. Currently, I'm actually leveraging that money and letting the value grow in there as I'm storing up more and more cash, not just for emergencies, but also for opportunities that are coming as we have this impending crash and crisis that's going to start unfolding as this year and the future years go along. I don't want to sound like doom and gloom, but it's, I've been saying this for years. It's going to be happening. It happens in cycles. We have boom years. We have bust years. We have gone beyond the boom years. And just what you hear some people say is that generally the harder you part, the more you party, the bigger the party, the bigger the hangover. We had a big, huge party for 12 straight years. Really the stock market for 13 straight years from 2009, the year of 2009, that calendar year through the calendar year of 2021. That's 13 years when you count them were up in the market other than one year that was like about flat. But otherwise it's been straight up. That party is over. The hangover is overdue. It's time to wake up and it's time to probably get your morning coffee or whatever you need to do to be able to get over that hangover because it's happening right now. We're seeing the signs of that. This is the perfect time to actually have your money in stable, secure places. This doesn't mean you stop investing. I want to repeat this. Just because things are going crazy right now doesn't mean that you should stop investing. This actually means that it's a good time to keep investing. But what I am saying is it's probably more important to store more cash. Traditionally in financial planning, they've always said three to six months cash reserves. 
I'm going to tell you, you need at least minimum six to 12 months reserves right now. I would even aim for at least a year's worth just to be safe. I would keep that in reserves. You would say, I don't want to keep that in the bank. It doesn't make me any money. And that's true. This is why we have the infinite banking type of policy. We're using whole life insurance policy to store that money, grow it tax-free and have still liquid access to it when you, that's what I'm seeing right now, guys. So again, I don't want to beat this dead drum. And yes, of course we offer insurance. So yeah, we have self-interest in telling you this, but I'm telling you what I'm doing myself. And it would be a disservice if I didn't tell you what I'm doing to help get myself safe because I learned from the last few recessions. I learned Y2K. I learned a little bit from there. I learned that the market can be crazy. But I learned from the last recession what happens when you're not liquid, when you don't have cash available, even when you think you've got enough in savings, it may not be enough based on optimistic viewpoints. I like to kind of look at more from a pessimistic viewpoint to say, you know what, maybe I want to have more cash just sitting around and available just in case. Guys, this is the time. Now is the time to prepare You need to do this. I don't care if you do it with us or somebody else. I just guarantee if you do it with us, you're going to get lower cost insurance coming out, allowing your money to grow faster and have more of that cash available. That is what's necessary right now. Feel free to reach out to us at moneyripples.com for that. But I'm here to say you can protect yourself from bank failures by not having all your money in the bank, right? Keeping it more in your own infinite banking, personal banking type policies, control and create your own banking system And that is where you'll create safety. That's where you'll create some much better confidence. And when you have more confidence, then you're allowed to go and invest more confidently as well. Guys, I hope you make it a wonderful and prosperous week. See you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Now.